Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art, and I'm your host. I'm so excited to be here with you. I really am. This is um, a labor of love, this podcast. As you probably know by now, I just really enjoy recording these every day and telling you all about some really great concepts about mindfulness practices and and the benefits that we can get from them, and and most importantly, how to apply those to your real life, because that's really what it's about, right? I mean, it's it's one thing to just you know kind of feel good and, and sort of spiritually be well and all that. That's, that's really beautiful uh, and very good for a lot of people. Uh, but here what we're talking about is, is how it impacts our real life, specifically or, or you know, in one way in, in, in our workplace, right? But also how it also, um, you know, kind of extends to every other part of our lives. And that's something else we talk about a lot here. So, so today I want to talk about, um, I want to follow up on, on yesterday's topic a little bit. So yesterday I talked about the perils of our overthinking, right? How, how overthinking things will will wind up you know getting us into emotional states that will that will kind of cause the stress response that will wind up um, you know taking away our options for a favorable outcome to whatever situation it is right the, in other words by by overthinking things thinking that somehow you know overthinking it is is somehow helping uh, this you know to come up with a solution to a situation how that actually works against us and actually you know prevents us from from coming up with a, a solid and and beneficial way of, of handling whatever the given situation is. So so today I want to sort of go backwards in the process of, of this overthinking. And I want to talk about where the overthinking comes from. All right. Now, this is not a new topic here. We've talked about this many times before, but maybe not in this quite this context that we're going to talk to talk about it today. Um, and so it goes back to what I've talked about, you know, again, several times here. That is, you know, the, the negative mental states that produce negative emotions, okay? And this is where the origins of this overthinking come from, right? Because um, it is our emotions that drive our thoughts as much as it is our thoughts that drive our emotions because it really happens in a, cyclic, in a cyclical way, right? It's, it's a cycle of, of a pattern, right? So, so you have a thought that creates an, uh, an emotion, which creates a feeling in your body, which creates another thought, which creates another emotion, another feeling, another thought, another emotion, another feeling, another thought, another emotion, another feeling, right? And that's, that's how it works, right? And that's why oftentimes when we, when we start having, you know, when we're overthinking something in a negative way, normally we will keep going towards that negative, right? It's not going to all of a sudden switch to positive, right? Because these, you know, this emotional um, sort of, uh, you know, uh, pattern is is such that it's going to continue along the same way that it, it starts, right? And so, um, so today, uh, you know, so, so again, when, when we're talking about the, you know, how this all happens, like where does it come from, right? Like what, what starts this pattern, right? And again, it, it, can, it can be started with the emotions or it can be started with a thought. It doesn't really matter which one. But the, the point is that, that once it starts, this, it becomes a cycle and, there, and therefore it becomes like a, a boulder rolling, rolling downhill, you know, um, and so, so more often than not, though, it is going to start with our emotions, right? And, and specifically, when we feel the emotion that, that somehow connects back to our fear, that's when we're going to start feeling stress. And that's when the, the stress response in our body is going to, you know, physiologically change us in such a way that our thought patterns are going to continue in that way and, and really not, you know, not end up anyplace good for us, right? So, so, um, so, so let's address this as an emotional issue 
for right now, okay? And so, so if we're going to address it from an emotional standpoint or as an emotional issue, we know that, that all of our emotions are going to come from our mental state, right? Which again, that's where it's like, well, it's the thought or the emotion. It kind of doesn't matter which one you put first, right? It's like the chicken and the egg. It's just, you know, the, you can't have one but without the other, right? So it doesn't really matter which one you start with. Uh, it becomes a circular kind of thing. So, um, so, so where do the mental states, you know, so, so what are the mental states that cause the negative emotions, right? So the net mental states, the negative mental states, if we, as we talked about here a lot, um, are three things, okay? Number one is grasping. And it's not necessarily one, two, three in an order. And in fact, the, the third one I'm going to name is actually what gives rise to the other two. So the first one I'm going to name though is grasping. Okay, the the, the idea that we're we're just clinging on to something, right? We're refusing to just you know release something, right? The second one that I'll name is aversion, right? Which is the act of pushing something away, saying, okay, no, 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 this is not happening to me. I don't want this. This is bad, 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 bad. I can't have this right now, right? And the third. Is and again, this is just the third I'm mentioning. It doesn't mean that this is the third in priority or order or anything like this. If anything, it's it's the other way around. The third one would go first. But the third thing is delusion, right? And it's not delusion in the sense of insanity or or like you know um, something in a you know like a, in a, in the connotation that that something's wrong with you, right? Um, delusion is just the basic uh, the basic sense that you're not seeing things for what they actually are. Okay, so so anytime you are clinging to something, right, or you're averting something, or you're seeing something for anything other than what it really is, then these, any one or more of these three things, these three negative mental states is going to produce negative emotions, okay? It's going to produce things like, you know, frustration, fear, anger, jealousy, um, you know, envy, uh, you know, whatever, you know, name it, right? Whatever negative emotion you can name, you can trace back to one of these three mental states, right? Like that, that you're in your mind, you're not able to, you know, to, to avoid one of these three things. So, so let's talk about these things as their opposites for a moment, okay? Because a lot of times this is really much more fruitful to talk about, especially in the context of mindfulness, right? And, and how mindfulness works, okay? So, so the opposite of, of clinging is letting go. Right now, this is a concept we talk about here a lot in the Mindful Manager podcast because it's one of the very foundational, uh, you know, the, the the attitudinal pillars of of mindfulness. Right, like like the thing that we kind of come to mindfulness with the idea of. Right, is is letting go. Right, and um, and of course, this is you know how we practice. I'll get to that in a second, but but letting go is is the the act of just simply like it says, you know, just allowing something to happen, and and even though it might might not be the thing that you think it should be and the, and the way that you think things should be working, right? To just sort of allow it to happen anyway. You know, when we can do that, then we get into a place of, you know, we don't wind up overthinking things, right? It's only when we're clinging and we're refusing to let go, that's when we start having these thought processes of like, you know, um, you know, if only this were different or, 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 you know, this is going to be a bad situation. Like, I know this is going to work out badly. This is, you know, oh my gosh, this is going to turn out so horribly and somebody's going to get hurt and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to, you know, miss my flight or I'm going to, you know, all this stuff, right? The, the reason why we get into that thought pattern is because we're not letting go of that thought pattern. 
right? It's, it's creating itself. You know, it's, it's got no foundation in reality. You know, like I told you yesterday, a story about a guy on an airplane, right? Who's, who's first, you know, the connecting flight going out to San Francisco from New York. And the first flight was so late that he spent the first two hours before he landed in Chicago to transfer planes or, or to just, you know, layover, whatever, that he spent the whole time thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so late. I'm going to miss the transfer flight. And when, when I miss that, then I'm going to get to San Francisco so late. There's not going to be any taxi cabs. I'm not going to be able to get to my hotel. I'm going to wind up stranded at the airport. I'm going to miss the meeting in the morning. I'm going to get fired from my job. I'm going to wind up getting a divorce, moving, you know, being thrown out of my house and living on the street in the refrigerator box, right? And and that can all happen within like a minute. Like we can come up with those scenarios, right? Because our brains and our minds are incredibly powerful and incredibly creative, right? And and when we're in a fear state like that, we, we wind up creating things that are are fearful and and, and scary for us, right? So if we're able to just let go of that sort of, um, you know, that manic kind of like, you know, thinking about every possible outcome that could happen, and we're simply able to just say, okay, something's going to happen, but I don't know what it is right now, right? If we're able to do that, we're able to let go of all of that thought, right? Then we can come back to a place where it's like, okay, Whatever happens, I'm just going to deal with it, you know, and, and, and in all likelihood, you're not going to lose your job. You're not going to get thrown out of your house. You're not going to get a divorce. You're not going to live in a refrigerator box just because you missed this connecting flight, right? And so, and so, and all of us, you know, cognitively, we know that, right? Like we know that that's the case, but, but we convince ourselves that, that this is what's going to happen. And, and, you know, and sometimes we have evidence for it. You know, Jack Cornfield tells a story of when he was, um, when he first started in his uh, monastery, that um, that he had worked with uh, with some people with leprosy in the in the uh, Peace Corps, you know, a few months earlier. And uh, while he was doing a body scan meditation, he realized that there were parts of his his body that felt numb, and he knew that that was the first um, the first symptom of leprosy. And so and so within like a few minutes, he was convinced that he had like months to live, and he was going to have to call his mother and tell her that he was never going to see her again. Until he went to talk to a senior monk who laughed at him and said, no, that's, that's a perfectly normal thing to happen during a body scan. You're not sick at all. You're fine. You know, and that's the thing. Like, like he had evidence and he's a smart man. I mean, this is a guy who was a Harvard educated man. Right. And he and yet he, you know, came up with this incredible, you know, distinctive and, and elaborate, you know, scenario that, that just was completely far-fetched if you stop and think about it, right? And again, that's because he refused to let go. So now, what's the other side of letting go, right? Which is the other side of aversion, right? Like if you if you look at the two negative states, grasping is, is clinging, aversion is pushing away. So what's the opposite of letting go? It's accepting, Okay, and and so that's the second positive mental state that is missing when you're in this thought pattern. Okay, which is again the the negative counterpart of this would be uh, aversion, right? The the just the inability to accept it, right? And so again, getting back to that guy on the airplane, right? If you just accept that this is the situation that you have, right? Then there's no need to ask those questions. There's no need to think about all those different scenarios. It's easier to let it go then because you're just accepting 
accepting what is, right? Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, a lot of times when I say accepting, especially to people in like the corporate world, you know, they start rolling their eyes like, oh my gosh, yeah, right. Like, uh, I don't accept things. I'm an American for crying out loud, you know? And um, and that's not what we do around here, you know? And, and I don't mean acceptance in the sense of, of acquiescence or, or in the sense of a weakness or in the sense of just a, a laissez-faire, if you will. I, I mean it in the sense of just accepting reality, okay? And understanding that that until you accept the reality, there's no way for you to make a positive change of what the reality is, right? Like there's, there's no way to address whatever the situation is that you find yourself, uh, you know, struggling with unless you accept it first. And so that's the acceptance that we're looking for here, right? We're looking for, you know, instead of, you know, now, now the opposite of acceptance, like if we, if we find ourselves not accepting something, then we're going to find ourselves asking questions like, you know, or saying things to ourselves, having this thought pattern of like, you know, if only this had happened instead, or, or if only I had done this before I had done that, if only, um, you know, if only this was a different day of the week, if only, you know, this person hadn't said what they said, if, if only this, if only that, you know, or, 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 you know, I guess that, you know, there's probably other ways to say it, but if you find yourself with that kind of thought pattern, right, like the, the idea that like, you know, you're trying to figure out a way in which this situation, the things that led up to this situation could have wound up in a different way, you know, then if you find yourself in those kind of thoughts, then, then chances are you're are not accepting what has happened, right? Because nobody did say something different. Nobody did do something different. You didn't do something different. You didn't wear your other pajamas this morning. You didn't, you know, have oatmeal instead of uh, cold cereal. You know, you, you everything that happened, happened, right? And and there's no sense, like, like, we're not like Superman where we can fly around the earth, you know, the opposite direction and reverse time so that we can save Lois Lane, right? It just doesn't work that way, right? So whatever has happened, just accept that it has happened, right? Accept that you are late for the, 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 the connecting flight. And if you get to Chicago and you miss your flight, then you make a few phone calls and you let people know what happened and you hope for the best. But, you know, there's nothing you can do at that point, right? Like you literally, you cannot fly around the earth the, the opposite way and reverse time and make that flight leave earlier. You can't do it. So, so anytime that you're refusing to accept it, right? You're only going to make matters worse because again, you're going to get into this thought pattern that's going to creep into your fear and your, your fear-based emotions. And then these are going to create more fear-based emotions and more fear-based thoughts. And eventually you're going to get into the stress response, in which case you're reducing your resources to come up with a proper solution. And so literally you're going to make things worse not better anytime you refuse to accept something. Okay. It's just that simple. It really is. Okay. Now the last way, the last of these, um, mental states is delusion right now. Delusion, again, it's not in the sense of a, of a, you know, a derogatory kind of thing. It's, it's, it's in the sense that, um, just the, the inability or the, the inaction of seeing things the way they actually are. Okay. And that it's that simple. Okay, so, so now what's the opposite of delusion, right? The opposite of delusion is one of my favorite terms, which you're probably very familiar with at this point, non-judging awareness, 
right? Which is mindfulness, right? That's what it is, right? So the ability to just hold something in non-judging awareness rather than holding it in a, uh, uh, the awareness that is filtered through our judgment, our, our opinions, our, our sensibilities, our patterns, our, our, you know, our, our, you know, um, you know, the, 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 the patterns that we've had through our whole life that have led us to, to certain things, right? This is, this is the opposite of non-judging awareness, right? And so, and so anytime that we're engaged in this active of seeing things through these prisms of, of our, you know, our opinions, our previous experiences that have, you know, but, but the previous experiences that are built upon the same opinions and judgments and everything else. So, so you can see how it, it kind of all feeds into this, this sort of, um, you know, not seeing things clearly for what they really are. Okay. I hope that makes sense to you. And if it doesn't, please, I'll give you a way to get in touch with me so you can ask me questions. Um, sometimes if we just talk about a specific situation for you, it's much easier to describe this. But, um, but the best way I can put it for right now is to simply hold things in non-judging awareness, right? And, and the way that we make sure that we're doing that is by simply asking ourselves the questions, right? Like, like am I sure that this is true? The way that I'm thinking about this, right? Like, like, am I sure that, that by missing my connecting flight that I'm going to, you know, that am I sure, number one, that there won't be any taxi cabs in San Francisco when I get there? Am I sure that I won't be able to get to the hotel? Am I sure that I, I won't be able to sleep in a bed tonight? Or, or even if I do sleep in a bed tonight, that it won't be adequate amounts of sleep? Am I sure that, you know, I will show up to the meeting or not be able to make it to the meeting? And I'll show up, if I do make it, I'll show up to, to it with a, a less than acceptable uh, attention rate, you know? Am I sure I'm going to lose my job? Am I sure if I lose my job? Am I going to lose my wife? Am I sure if I lose my wife, am I going to live in a refrigerator box? Like, do I know these things to be true? And more often than not, you know, if, if you have been living in delusion and you have not been living in non-judging awareness, by asking yourself these questions, you're going to say, wow, you know, no, I don't know that that's true. Like, I really don't. There's nothing that tells me that this is a definite thing. Like, it's not like if I put water in a freezer, it's going to turn to ice, right? Like, that's not the case here. Like, I don't know this for sure. And so if you don't know it, then you can just hold it in awareness as opposed to holding it in this awareness or this, this sort of, um, you know, judgmental awareness that is like, I know this is going to be bad. This is going to be terrible. My life is over, you know, that kind of thing. Right now, these, these situations might seem very minor and, and it might seem very, and some of them are very minor, right? But the thing is that these minor little situations that you go through in your life, they have a way of sort of linking together to create a sort of disposition and a personality. And, 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 and again, it creates its own patterns, right? So, so every time you feel this, you know, sort of delusory uh, uh, look on something that, that gives way to either grasping or aversion, you know, the more often you do that, the more often you're going to do it with similar situations, right? And especially when we talk about things like work, right? Like at work, we're always kind of, you know, working with the same people all the time, working with the same clients all the time, working on the same products all the time, right? And so chances are that the same kind of situations are going to arise very often, right? And, and when that happens, 
again, that's when you get into a place of, of these, you know, sort of patterns happening, which gives way to delusion, which then gives way to either grasping or aversion, which then gives way to negative emotions, which then gives way to more delusion and more grasping, more aversion, more emotions, and so on and so forth, to the point where you just feel like you're always not happy, right? And, and this is where, you know, when we practice mindfulness, right, when we practice, um, you know, non-judging awareness of, of our actions, like, you know, and it starts with the most mundane things, right? It starts with washing dishes and taking a shower brushing our teeth when we can do that as and just really be present with it and really be just aware of what's happening we're cultivating a non-judging awareness right and 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 likewise when we're in meditation in a formal meditation just focusing our attention on our breath or the sensation of our breath, then we are cultivating a non-judging awareness. And when we cultivate it here, when we cultivate it in our, our meditation posture, and we cultivate it at our kitchen sink as we're washing dishes, then it will start to extend to all the other areas of our lives, right? And that's when we start to really see these things happen. That's the awareness that we talk about here with mindfulness, right? And then likewise, when we're sitting in our, our meditation or in our informal practices with taking a shower, brushing teeth, uh, washing dishes, folding laundry, whatever it is, when we're sitting there and we find ourselves sort of following our thoughts, right? What do we do? We do two things. Number one, we let go, right? We allow the thought to just let go. We let go of it and we allow it to just go, right? And number two is we accept that our mind has wandered. And when we can accept that our mind has wandered, we can just bring it back without judgment, without criticism, without any drama. And and then and as we do that, we build the the skill of doing it. We we build the strength in our ability to do that. Okay, the same way we build strength by lifting weights at a gym. It's the same thing. Every time your mind wanders, you realize it has wandered, you let go of whatever was taking it wandering, you accept that it has wandered, and you bring it back, it's just like doing a curl at the gym. And and the more you do that, the stronger you will get, the more you will be able to do it moving forward, and the more the more skilled you will become at doing this. And and there and at that point you become very resilient to all this and it becomes a point where you can never ever get into this situation of these, you know, overthinking thought patterns that, that damage you, that, that really derail your day, derail your week, derail your month, derail your quarter, derail your career, right? That's how it works, folks. So, so you start small and it builds up. The same way negative things can start small and build up, the positive things, the practice starts small and builds up. So, if you have any questions about this, okay, I want you to contact me, okay, because this is really important stuff, and this is stuff that affects all of us on some level, okay, and, and until you've practiced uh, mindfulness and, and this kind of stuff that we talk about uh, for a while, you're going to be susceptible to this, okay, so if you have any questions, please get in touch with me, okay, art at artburnscoaching.com, or go to artburnscoaching.com, right there on the front page, there's a button you can hit to book a free phone consultation, okay, it is free, there's no obligation to it, and we'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, up to and including getting you into one of my coaching programs so that I can help you to develop these, these practices that will develop these habits and these skills that will get you to a place of resilience, um, and get you to be just an emotional ninja, because that's what I want you to be.
All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I wish you well, and I'll be back again tomorrow uh, with Practice Wednesday tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, if you like this podcast, please give me a rating, okay? Rate me five stars if you think I'm worth it because it really does help to get my exposure out there so that more people can find us and more people can get into these benefits that we talk about here. All right, everybody. Thank you very much again. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. I wish you well.